Welcome to Meaningful Meditation for Life, hosted by Dr. Erhard Vogel, who has taught among the Himalayan sages for the past 50 years and is recognized around the world as a master teacher of self-realization. On this podcast, we invite you to discover his teachings, guided meditations, and classes. You'll return over and over to your favorite episodes in the archive and continue to grow with each new episode. This is the Fundamental Meditation Series. You'll learn meditation and self-realization from a master teacher. You'll learn the importance of knowing who you really are and experiencing a life true to yourself. This podcast series reflects just a portion of the eight-week program with Dr. Vogel. For the optimal experience, please start with week one and follow along for all eight weeks. Each week will begin with a class and be followed by a meditation. Well, let us focus. Make sure that we are where we are in a conscious state, experiencing ourselves in relationship to all the changing circumstances and conditions. Let us be loving and kind towards ourselves and find ourselves sufficiently worthwhile to pay attention to ourselves, to be present unto ourselves. Thus let us proceed. Well, good evening, everyone. It's wonderful to be with you again in person, though I have been with you plentifully while the body was somewhere else. It has been a very uh, interesting experience for me to see how people of different cultures address the the questions and the challenges and the gifts of life. And I'm always astonished when I return to see how, how richly um, we are presented with opportunities to give ourselves the most rewarding and most satisfying, most fulfilling lives and how how um, angrily we reject the opportunity in our country here. And I mean angrily because you see that sense of closed, closely knit eyebrows and uh, closely crunched together hearts in so many people. Uh, whereas Many of the people I was with were just much more open and generous with themselves and to themselves and were willing to have a good life. That's an amazing willingness. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. I had also the opportunity to visit some of the most wonderful cathedrals in the world. And 
while meditating in one of them, I, it, it occurred to me how these are all soaring testaments to the power and the beauty of the power of being. And how even religions, when they try to even present it in terms of the ego, which means making God in our own image, <laughs> right? Instead of God having made us in his image, we've tried to make God in our image, right? And then we call that religion in many cases. Uh, but how there is still that drive that is expressed in these exhilarating structures, uh, the drive of expressing the beauty and the power that is the essence of all being, you know? So it's always the struggle of the ego. Or sometimes you think the ego is always winning, right? When you consider the wars. I mean, I come, I just visited an, a land, a whole area of Europe, always having been at war time and time again. You know, and often it, the war was due to the fact that one nation is doing doing well economically, and they're really doing well, and the others get upset because it points out to them that they're not doing well. Right? So right now those forces are at work again. Yeah. So it's always the the force of ego versus the force of reality. You know. Anyway, so um, you have been busy um, addressing the fundamentals of you, which has been, I guess, a daunting task for you, <laughs> because to address yourself is probably the most horrendously challenging and distasteful thing to do in human lives, isn't it? To the, the prospect of living free of limitations and free of problems is very frightening, isn't it? It's to be stayed away, at, away from at all costs, isn't it? <laughs> Why do you say, uh-uh? Well, used to think so. <laughs> okay. Um, so let that sink in for a while in your life because all the things that I say to you, they always have a meaning underneath it. Do you know? So um, some of the fundamentals you've learned seem very obvious, right? Like deep relaxation, well, even the most crass, externally oriented person nowadays knows that the lack of relaxation means the prospering of diseases and problems and so on and so on in one's life. But we mean deep relaxation in a more meaningful way. We mean letting go of the habitual holding on to a t a, an intense, intense sense of isolation. And a contradiction of the freedom of reality. Oh, this is a good term. Mm -hmm. 
the contradiction of the freedom of reality. How is that, how is that expressed? Well, by being so tense in life of always having to transform things into your ego's way instead of letting things be as they are. Now, this, this is not to be misinterpreted by saying that you should become careless or phlegmatic or meaningless and so on. But there, there can be an attitude of being so focused in the reality of the being that you are that you are no longer constantly on guard and intention regarding your fears and your ego's needs. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Some of those things you need to revisit again. What did he mean by that? Is that what I'm doing? Yes, that's what you're doing. <laughs> Some of these things I say to you as a friendly challenge to become good towards yourself. Because some of you have been here for some time, still aren't, haven't really accepted the being that you are. You're still working at it, quote-unquote. You're still processing that which you know to be true. What, why do you still need to process what you know to be true? Are you living in the glory and the power and beauty of limitless, eternal, all-pervasive being that you are? Are you living in that? What, do you, what kind of an answer do you feel coming from this whole room now? No. You see? And why not? Why wouldn't you? Right? Okay. So, um, but the fundamentals, are, that's something else again. So relaxation, deep breathing, that seems strange. What does breathing have to do with this? Well, it has to do with that sense of flow and interconnectedness with the whole and not no longer to maintain an isolated, separated organism as that being your identity. Now do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. You know? And some of the things that I say and you don't don't ever just accept what I say just because I said it. If I say some things, because I'm not, I'm not explaining everything anymore that I'm saying, and some of the things, if, think of, if you were paying $100,000 a year for this program, and were to know that this program is a difference between life and death, right? Just imagine, wouldn't you want to gain everything that's being given here to the nth degree? Well, the example I gave you was a cheap one because what's at stake is something even more, you know? And so what I'm getting at with that is some of the things that I say, if you don't completely 100% really understand that, look into it. Make a mental note. What did he mean by that? I usually mean something much more than the little bit of mind that understands. Do you understand? There's, some, there's more to be realized than that. Yeah. So with proper breathing is, is to 
attain that sense of fluidity that the breath no longer becomes an interference or an interruption to the limitless state experienced. Because if you were to come closer to the experience of the limitless state and then get interrupted by the awareness or, or the, the interference of your breathing, well then that would be unfortunate, wouldn't it? Breathing needs to be an integral part of the limitless state because that's always, it's going to have to go on to maintain this physical, uh, physical structure, right? So, and it's not an interruption, that it's an expression of the interconnectedness with the limitless. Yeah? And so, Next we come to the third fundamental, which is the continued focus in the center. The continuous focus in the center. The continuous focus in the center. Are you living in a continuous focus in the center of being? No, you're not. <laughs> no, now, wait a minute. I, I want, I, I'm purposely doing this. You say yes. No, you're not. Are you, self, are you illumined? Are you self-realized? Are you free from all attachments to, to limitations? So then, that's why I'm saying that. And so, there's a... So I want to address this for just a moment. I'm not trying to be unkind to you or, or put you down or so, but I'm trying to help you to, to be realistic in this because a lot, one of the things that, I, that, I, that was very important to me from the beginning on when I decided to teach what I know and what I know how to experience and so on is when I grew up, I grew up with a tremendous distaste for the hypocrisy that people in, have who go to church or temple or synagogue or what have you. And they, every one of them preaches that we're interconnected, right? And the, the, the oneness of humanity and the oneness of being and so on. One way or another, they, they preach that and they, they have rituals for that and services for that and they do that once a week whether it be on the Sabbath or the Sunday or whatever they do it once a week and for the rest of the week they cheat, lie and steal from each other in total hypocrisy well you're not, you're, the only thing that you accomplish is lying to yourself and lying to yourself is never beneficial by the way that's a very important statement Lying to yourself is never beneficial. The more you succeed at lying yourself, the more you fail yourself. Hey, that's a good one. The more you succeed at lying to yourself, the more you fail yourself. Do you get that? Do you agree with that? Well then, don't become so expert at deceiving yourself. <laughs> You know? Now, there is... 
I think when you were saying you were that, there's a, there's a, a wanting to be positive and, and encouraging yourself in that direction, which is good. But it, there still has to be in, in the realm of truthfulness towards yourself. Uh, when you, there's a difference between aspiring to be illumined and being illumined. And as long as you're still uh, trying, you're not being yet. And I'm not saying that you can do it with a snap of the finger. So <coughs> you, you, have your, you have to have your goal and your, your aspiration there for you because that inspires you to go for it. But then be true in going for it, not just to say, well, now I'm going to say I have it and therefore I have it. Right? Okay. Continuous focus in your center. It means, what does it mean? Well, ultimately, what are you here for? right now, and any moment, and in your whole life. What are you here for? Experience. Yes? Experience being. Why do you say that? Um, well, I didn't used to believe that, but now it's, it's all about um, having experiences. That's life, and I guess you call that life, whether they're good or bad, it's just how you experience it. Yeah. However, okay, the fact, for example, you can go traveling like I did and have all kinds of experiences, mm -hmm. but if you fail to relate them to the experience of yourself being in this experience, so you as the focus of those experiences, they're still rather, they can be exciting and all that, but they're still momentary and really not fulfilling. Right. Whereas if you're doing it as just a way of experiencing being in just a variety of circumstances and conditions, then that's very different because the focus is the experience of being. Right? And the, the variety of circumstances and conditions doesn't matter. You might say, then why did he go through all the trouble of traveling like that? Because what I'm going to say is, I don't really need to travel to experience the being that I am or to be fulfilled or to have pleasures or whatever else because the real fulfillment and the real pleasure lies in the experience of being. Huh? But you, by traveling you get to see the manifestations of yeah. how other people were experiencing their beings. But, but I, I, I see them right here too. And, <laughs> and I tell you, that's enough. <laughs> No, I mean you're right, but uh, but it's not it's not needed, you know. It really isn't needed. I mean, I've done I've done enough traveling to 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 have learned that it doesn't really that doesn't make make the difference, you know. I mean, it can be interesting and so on, but but if it is without the experience of being, it is meaningless, you know. 
Whereas if you, if you are in the experience of being in those various circumstances and conditions and see them all as integral to the experience of being, then it, there's deep meaning in that. Yeah? So the continuous focus is really what the reason for your being is to be in the experience of it. Sometimes pose the opposite. Imagine being, imagine you being without having any experience of it at all. What is your response to that? It's pointless, right? It's really pointless, isn't it? Now imagine being, the, the, everything that is, is being, right? Would you agree? Yes. So, and without that being, it wouldn't be, right? So the power to be is the very essence of everything that is, right? Is that clear? Yes. So don't just, like, don't make cliches in your mind out of the things that we're saying, but eventually we're going we're gonna to have to come to an agreement with what those words really indicate, right? It's the fact that being is the essence of anything that is being, because without being, it wouldn't be. Right? And the problem with the words is that they've become so commonplace that they've become <laughs> meaningless to us, but it's very simple. Without being, they wouldn't be. Without the power to be, the ability to be, they wouldn't be. So something without which you cannot be is the very essence of you. And everything else is secondary or more superficial than that. Right? Your gender, your hair color, your financial status, your profession, your likes and dislikes, they're, they're not your being. They are things atop of that. Right? So that beingness so to say, is a, a power, an energy, by which you are. That, that, in fact, is what you are. What you are is that you are. That's the be beingness of you. That you are. Do you understand? <laughs> what do you think? So, can you feel it? I mean, there, there's a way of, of understanding something where you experience it when we're talking about it, right? So that power to be is the essence of everything that is, right? That means it's the interconnecting link among all the various forms and shapes and so on. But the forms and shapes keep on changing, but the essence doesn't. The power to be is the permanent. Does that make sense to you? Okay. Now, so for you to be in the experience of you, you have to be in the experience of what's permanent. And for you to be true to that, you have to be permanent in that experience. And when you're not being permanent, you're not being true to yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Say that again. 
Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else say what I just said. Try it. Not, you don't have to repeat the same words, but what is the meaning of what I just said? Yes? Without making yourself in a state of permanence with what's permanent, you're, you can't be in that state. Well, no, you're, you're saying a redundancy. <laughs> you can't be in the state if you're not in the state, uh-huh. is what you're saying. Okay, okay. So now, Dan? changing nature of uh, like our bodies but there's the permanent thing about us is that we are but everything else is too and so if you're not being in that that underlying the underlying fundamentals of that then you're not being like true to yourself mm-hmm. okay you're getting closer <laughs> but you but, have to be doing it permanently the, I think that was the end part of it right. right it has to be at some Right, exactly. To be true to yourself, you need to be, you need to be focused in the experience of being you permanently, because the being that you are is permanent. Okay. Now, as opposed to an hour a day, I sit for meditation to experience being, and the. 23 hours of the day, I give myself to the experience of what isn't, as if that were more favorable, as if that were more desirable. How is that being true to yourself? Do you see what I mean? So meditation is just a way of getting there, of impressing the experience so strongly that you can stay in it continuously. Do you understand? So I'm not trying to denigrate meditation, but I'm saying to you, don't say, that's it, because then you get confused. It doesn't make sense to you, ultimately. The beingness that you are is an energy, right? It's a pure power. There's no, we don't have an organ that's our being organ. It's, It's just energy. Energy, we know, is indestructible and indivisible. It's permanent. It's the, th- the permanent thing about us. Right? So to be true to ourselves, we don't only tune or acknowledge that we are or experience that permanency of being for a few moments. <laughs> Do you see the contradiction in that? You know, To be true to ourselves, we tune in to the permanent experience of the permanency that is being. Is that the same as continuity? Well, the continuity would be, yeah. Continuity of experience, you know, yes. So all of this is to help you to understand about what you really want in your life. Because we're not talking about now adopting some theory or some dogma of what we should do. 
I don't care what we should do. I know, even as a child, I didn't care because what the adults told me what I should do came from people who were making wars that didn't make any sense, right? So you got to... And everything that I'm talking about to you isn't because I'm talking about it. You need to find it within yourself that this is what you... Your whole life is driving towards. Your whole evolution has been driving towards that. And without it, you cannot be satisfied. Well, let me ask you this way. I'm going to give you a proof here. Is there a meaning to life, to your life? Okay, so given that there is a meaning to your life, can your life be at any moment fulfilling to you when you live in disregard of the meaning of your life? No? Really? Oh, you mean not full fulfillment? Then why call it fulfillment if it isn't full? You mean empty fulfillment? You're talking about empty fulfillment. No, 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 no. No, no, no. See, that, that's, that's a specious argument, an argument that has, that it's a distraction in emptiness. The half fulfillment class here. But what I just said, Full and empty fulfillment, right? Do you see the contradiction in that? And that's what people are usually trying for: is empty fulfillment. Half fulfillment is not fulfillment. I tell you why: it's not even satisfying because within you, when you're having a half fulfillment, you know that half is missing. And there's a dissatisfaction in that. And there's no rest in that. There's no fulfillment in that. That you've got to be aware of. You know? So, being... To have your... F so, we're talking now about the continuity, continuous focus in, in your center... Well, it has to do with having your faculties, your mind, feelings, emotions, senses, intellect and intuition, have them all together attending to the real you. Now, do you know what the word attending means? Paying attention to, attending to the real you. Your mind being in a relationship with the real you. Does it happen that your mind is sometimes not in a relationship with the real you? How much of the time do you think that happens? For most of the people, that's their permanent. <laughs> or at least their momentary permanent, which is another contradiction. right? But for your mind to be in relationship with real you, it has to first know who you are, but you guys know by now, you can know who you are and still not have your mind attentive to you because you haven't valued, if you have not valued yourself sufficiently to take hold of your mind and say, hey, this is what I want you to relate to, me, the real me, then your mind won't do that because it's habituated to not do that and it lives in a society where none of the minds do that. 
or at least very, very few, some of them you never come across. Right? So remember that the for you to take care of this means you need to be motivated. You need to have an inner energy to that has to be built upon goodwill towards yourself and respect of your, for yourself and love for yourself. That you are willing to overcome the habituated internal activities that have you go against yourself all the time. Because when you're going for the ego, you're going against, for yourself, against yourself. Right? And most of your society, most of your, even your relatives will encourage you to go against yourself. Do you recognize that? Even the ones who love you, because they don't know any better. You know, it's not that they mean to be mean to you, but they don't know any better. Well, some of them want to be mean to you, maybe, but it's <laughs> a different one. So, why do we want our faculties to be focused upon us? Well, because on the being that we really are. That's what they are created for. Do you think your faculties, your mind, your feelings, emotions can be fulfilled when they're doing a job opposite of what they were created for? No, no they can't be. That's the way it is in nature. Why do you think... What, what does it mean that people who live here in... We live in the, in, in the lap of luxury, I tell you, even though with unemployment and, and, and so on, we got it made on, on the material level to a very large degree. And yet... Why are people so dissatisfied? Well, because they're not paying attention to themselves. They're just paying attention to all the material circumstances and conditions. Right? Yeah. And so the dissatisfaction is actually an internal response that says, no, you're not, you're not doing for me what, what I want to have done, which is to be experienced. Do you see? If your soulmate, imagine you have, imagine you were together with your soulmate, okay, and your soulmate were not to pay any attention to you, and have pictures of Clark Gable or Marilyn Monroe, and and that be labeled his or her soulmate, <laughs> not pictures of you or not the real you, right? Well. Even though you had that relationship, it wouldn't be very fulfilling, would it? You know? Well, so it is for you in, in your minds and emotions and feelings relationship with the being that you are. If, if they are not relating to the being that you are, they are not fulfilled. They cannot be satisfied. And they shouldn't be. That would be, that would be misleading you even worse. You know, it's like... The, the saving grace about putting your, your hand on, the, on a red-hot stove is the pain that tells you not to do that, right? It's not a good idea. Don't wait around until you smell the burn.
So, for our faculties to be successful, they have to be directing their attentiveness and their energies and their expertise towards ourselves. Look at some people who, who have honed their faculties to become very powerful and very successful at, let's say, at some profession or something like that, at the expense of relationship to themselves. What's the result? The result invariably is that the eventually the faculties make that person fail. Have you ever seen that? Do you remember Howard Hughes? Do you guys remember the story of Howard Hughes? Well, that's just one obvious example. You know. Yeah, and you'll see it even amongst your so-called successful people. There is that urge to, because it's the urge to wake up and the, the way you're going now and being successful is not really successful. It's distracting you from you, you know. So for your faculties to be really, really successful is to be attentive to you in the experience of being that you are. And when, when they're doing that, and not at the cost of, of the experience of being you, then the activities that they're giving themselves to, like your profession and so on, they can allow to succeed with grace and fluidity. Yeah. But if you, if you take that now, because people learn that and they say, okay, now I need to learn to meditate so that I can make more success in my business, then it won't work again. Because it's, it's again at the disregard of the fundamental, which is the self. Okay? So, Everything that we're doing here is to be real in relationship to yourself. It's not because you should or you must do such and such and because the teacher said so or because the dogma is this or the teachings are this or whatever. No, it is to give yourself the fulfillment of living lovingly in attentiveness to who you really are. Okay. Oh, and sometimes you say, but I don't have time to have my fact, my mind, emotions, and so on work on that to be true to who I really am because I got to get such and such done and such and, and this being true to myself really just gets in the way. <laughs> Why do you laugh? Doesn't it sound familiar? <laughs> the fact that that is familiar is the strange thing, <laughs> right? Okay, shall we do a little focused experience of what we're talking about? All right, get ready. Then. Oh, I just want to point out something to you. And I've said this to you before, you're learning a lot of things that I don't always point out because it's not just a matter of the points. It's a matter of you 
adopting the adopting it because you've experienced it and you know it to be true, you know. Um, uh, but people like things like I'm going to give you now six steps to concentration, right? Uh, and the first step is to relax deeply because you can't concentrate. People think, oh, this I concentrate, <laughs> right? Isn't that what people try to? Yeah. You concentrate really much, much better by relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that one's out. Uh, and then oh, regulate the breath. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> yeah, that's the opposite. Uh, third is to withdraw from distraction. Now that sounds so obvious and so on, but most of the time your faculties are engaged with things that have nothing to do with the experience of being or even with what you're, what you're trying to focus on. Yeah. Um, but you know, when I just said even though even what you're trying to focus on, forget about focusing on anything anymore for the sake of that object or that task or that forget. It's always the real meaning of focusing is to focus on the experience of being, and in that experience you can do the task meaningfully. That on, the fundamental reason for this task is to be part of the experience of being and to be an expression of that being that you are in harmony and in truth. Okay? So three is withdraw the mind from distraction. Anything that is not the, the awareness of the being that you are is a distraction. Okay? Would you rather have a million dollars in disregard of yourself or no money but in full relationship with yourself? Million dollars. <laughs> but you see the ludicrousness in that, right? Yeah. So, you withdraw the mind from distraction. Now comes the real, the, one of the important things that you learn here. When people say, I, you, you hear a lot of people talk about meditation nowadays, right? And almost none of them have any idea, even the meditation teachers have any idea what to actually do. Because they, they'll tell you, well, you got to sit there and be still and then look at a candle or Look at a flower or look at a mountain view or something like that, right? Well, those are devices that can help, but if, unless you understand what that is really about, what it is about is when you say to your mind, be still, you guarantee it to be in a rebellious, <laughs> constant, pugnacious fighting state with you, right? Instead, if you're smart, just like if you're good parents, you don't tell the child not do this, don't do this, don't do You give it what to do, right? So for your mind, you, you give it something useful to be involved in. A candle is nice, a flower is nice, but why not go to something more meaningful, right? And what, 
what we what you, what do you what do you do with your mind from what you have learned and then what You use the breath as the first step, right? Because that's sort of like out. You can easily follow the breath and it's always there. So that draws the mind and then you draw the mind to your center, the area of your heart, because that's the center of experience too. Now ultimately it's not the center anymore because ultimately where's the center of infinity? Everywhere, right? But for as a device you get the mind centered here. This area of the heart is really not the center of the cosmos, but why isn't it? It is the center of the cosmos, right? So it's okay. You know? <laughs> You're not lying. <laughs> but what happens is that the mind attains the state of tranquility, of stillness. The the vibratory state of the mind, which is, the mind is nothing but a vibratory state, right? Can you get with that? It's nothing but what? It's energy in motion, and, and certain motions make you, make the mind say this, and certain, right? In fact, whatever the mind is talking about, it is that at that moment. But that's another story. So, but, as, as long as the mind is still involved in talking about things, it's talking about isolation from the wholeness, because each thing or each circumstance, each condition is an isolation from the wholeness and prevents the experience of the wholeness. Whereas in the mind, in the state of stillness, the state of tranquility, mind takes on the 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 most subtle and purest vibratory form. Can you get that? In the state of stillness, it is in the most subtle and purest vibratory form. It's the vibratory form that can uh, permeate all other vibratory forms because it's the most subtle one. Can, see, see if you can get that. Something that is the most subtle can permeate all other forms. The, the grosser forms cannot permeate the subtler forms. Right? Well, you know what the subtlest state and the subtlest fo vibratory form of all, of all is? Is the, where it is able to experience itself. That is self-awareness. That is consciousness. Consciousness is the most subtle vibratory form. In fact, you know, uh, scientists and biologists and such are always trying to explain to themselves that when they try to reproduce uh, cellular life and so on, and when they try, like with vitamins, they, they, they can never get to what is really present in nature. Right? Because you cannot replicate nature unless you could get into that, include that subtle vibratory form. Do you see? And this is, this is kind of a gross approximation of what I'm talking about here.
So, but the point is that the subtlest, therefore most pervasive vibratory form is that in which being experiences itself. So that is the constant, the continuous. When you experience yourself as pure consciousness that is limitless and eternal and all-pervasive, then you're there. Now, my saying this does not make that happen. But it, something in you vibrates in concurrence with that. Because I'm talking about what is you. Do you understand? So it's not something strange to you. It's something inherent to you. And even though your mind may not grasp this yet, but it is, the, it is so... <laughs> And something, that which is so in you, recognizes that this is so. Do you understand? And this is how you become aware of your relationship with reality and your relationship to a real teacher when you recognize inside of you where you say, yes, this is so. Even though I can't explain it yet with my mind, don't worry about that but I know it is so. There are a lot of things that you hear me say that, you, that something in you immediately says yes to because you know it is so, even though you never thought of that before. Have you ever noticed that? Huh? And you didn't even ask for proof because you know it is so. You don't need proof. You see? Okay. All right, let us do our meditation for the day. There are many people who sit for meditation, but have their mind doing it, explaining meditation, talking about it. That means a mental process is going on, which is not meditation. Meditation is not a mental doing, but an all-inclusive experience of the real being you are. When you meditate, every part of you, mind, feelings, emotions, intellect, and intuition, even your body, has its energy focused in your center and harmony. Your faculties are in balance within themselves and with each other, and in that union they participate in the experience of the being you are. Be fully focused to have a deep and meaningful experience of yourself. For your greatest benefit, please be in a quiet space, sit up straight with your feet flat on the floor, your spine comfortably aligned and erect, and simply follow Dr. Vogel's guidance. So inhale deeply. And exhale, this is a signal to all of your various parts to come together now and be real in relationship to you. You establish yourself in a position of effortless balance, conducive to the experience of being really present with continuity, being really aware. So you cause your breathing to flow in easy, natural rhythm, which affects the vibratory states of the various parts of your body and your mind and other faculties. And you could promise to yourself right now to implement sincerely the suggestions that I'll give you step by step, and as completely as you 
choose to manage at the moment. So tell your body now that you want it to relax and you will have it relax deeply now. And we'll focus now on the various parts of your body to give them special attention, like tell your head right now to relax, to let go of tension, let go of holding back, and open up to a flow of relaxing energy from the crown of your head, permeating throughout your scalp, filtering down through the bone structure of your cranium. Relax, relax, let go. Relax your forehead and temples and brow, relax. Relax your eyes, deeply within their center and the eyes floating relaxedly in their sockets. Relax. All the muscles around the eyes and all the little facial muscles relax. Relax your mouth and tongue and jaw. Just let go now. Relax. And send relaxation flowing down through your neck and from there into your back, your shoulders, your back, down through the rib cage, into the lumbar area, your pelvis relax now, your entire spinal column relax, vertebra by vertebra relax. Feel like your back is being uplifted by this empowering energy that radiates now throughout your back. Feel relaxation in your chest. Allow it to feel free and open and expansive. And down into your abdomen, relax. And your loins, relax now. Now to your limbs, tell your arms to relax, down through your hands, through the tips of your fingers. All becomes deeply relaxed. And relax your legs from your thighs, through the knees, through the calves, through the ankles and feet, through the tips of your toes. Relax now. Let your entire physical system Inside and out, relax now, including all your organs, indeed every cell, every, every atom, let go, relax. Open up and flow, integral with the universal flow of energy that never has any limitations, never has any borders, So body relax, all the faculties relax. Let your mind be deeply relaxed and at ease.
invited to flow with you. And as a device you can for a few moments focus your mind on observing the flow of your breath. As as your breath enters through your nose and goes down to your lungs, mind simply observes in silence. Doesn't comment, doesn't make it happen, it just observes. And quite naturally your mind comes to rest in that area where the breath keeps on going. It's not just the area of your lungs, but it's also the area of your heart. And you take that now as your center, the center of your experience, center of your awareness. So let all the mind's energies become gathered there in the center and be at home here. Let your mind really be at home here and it's very easy after a few weeks of practice to have your mind just immediately feel at home and be able to relax and be present there and find it very pleasurable. With that simple involvement of your mind now in your center, feel relaxation permeating deeper and deeper. Mind is at rest, at home, in your center. It just kind of sits back or lies back doesn't have to do anything. It doesn't make this experience happen. It's like a silent witness. But it's also not in a passive or or, or suppressed state. It's not asleep. There's a state of dynamic balance that is effortless and alert and alive and whole from moment to moment. So if your mind tends to wander, don't fight it. Simply observe it silently. And you notice every time, as soon as you begin observing, your mind will come back to your center, come back to rest in stillness. And the more your mind recognizes how comfortable it is here, how at home it is here in your center, the more easily your mind remains effortlessly balanced in your center. Effortlessly balanced in your center. from moment to moment, mind remains in the continuum of centered experience, deeply relaxed, 
with your breath in steady flow. Your mind remains withdrawn from distractions. It remains whole and focused together in your center. Relaxed. And along with your mind are your emotions and feelings, in fact all of your faculties, present right now in your center. And in your center they are present to you, the real you, the real self that you are, because that is the indweller of the center of consciousness. So all of your forces, all of your awareness are together now in your center. In the awareness of being that you are. You're simply aware that you are and that you are conscious fact that you are consciousness. And you can experience now that everything about you is together in your center, focused, concentrated. You are aware of yourself being Through your mind you're aware of yourself, through your feelings you're aware of yourself, through everything about you, you're aware of yourself being. You become ever calmer, more deeply relaxed, more deeply at peace. Feel that sense of togetherness within you. That beautiful unitive state. There's a sense of being whole. that you're nurturing in your center now. Feel deeply nurtured in that sense of being whole.
as your mind and feelings, all your forces are focused in your center now. You're aware of yourself, but aware of who you really are, the, the power of being that you are. And you're aware of that simply and directly, from moment to moment. I notice a sense of a deep ease and fulfillment that comes with that awareness of yourself. So relax in that simple experience with every aspect of you brought together in focus. That you are, right now, you are. It's a simple, easy state. And nothing needs to distract you from it. Just be in that focused experience of being the being that you are. Savor that. Savor the experience of being. Savor that you are. Deep knowledge will grow within you. Knowledge that you will be certain of, that you can trust in. And this knowledge will become more and more powerful and luminous. This is how you build real self-trust and self-acceptance. This is how you grow in love. Simply maintain this state of continuity and wholeness in that most subtle form of energy, 
most vibratory, subtle vibratory form. Now you're present to yourself and present to your life experience, not racing blindly through it. Know that you have the ability to conduct your life in this state of continuous balance and focus and the directness of experience of the being that you are. Moment to moment, breath to breath, You cultivate this continuity of experiencing that you are, consciousness.
May you love yourself sufficiently to give yourself this greatest of all gifts, the gift of celebrating your awareness of being continuously from moment to moment. You have that power within you. Gently stretch out your arms overhead, inhale and exhale deeply.